0: Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about the co-op horror game Phasmophobia. In Phasmophobia, it's a first-person horror detective co-op style game where you have to find out which type of ghost is haunting a given area before the ghost gets agitated enough to start hunting you and chasing you throughout the building, I guess. Wait,
1: you're you're supposed to you're supposed to figure that stuff out before you get hunted. Oh,
0: yeah, we we, we haven't been doing that too well. But no, <laughs> <laughs> Phasmophobia was released September eighteenth of twenty twenty by Kinetic Games. From what I can gather, the only developer that's really doing anything major with this is. Goes by the handle D Nighter, like D, like Medieval uh, Swordsman Nighter. There might be other people working on it, but I haven't seen any credits for it. And that's pretty apparent when you look at the assets in the game, because most of them are Unity assets of either free or paid types. There are multiple other games that have the same style and amusingly enough people that are huge fans of phasmophobia are actually really defensive about it and like say oh no that's the high school from phasmophobia well guys it's the same assets (laughs) they bought it from the same place like what do you expect their asset flips so it doesn't look super different from a lot of other games in the same genre of horror survival But this game does do a number of things very differently than most others in the the horror genre in general.
1: Full disclosure, at least Chandler and I are like major fanboys of this game.
0: That's
2: putting it lightly.
1: Which is kind of ironic because if memory serves, Devin, weren't you the one that suggested we check it out?
2: Yep. (laughs) That is true. I had seen... On YouTube and Twitch, a handful of people playing it. And I thought, wow, this is a really fascinating game. Maybe we should look at this sometime. Uh, And then I brought it up to them and then it ended up on the back burner or fell behind the desk or something. And then then someone, (laughs) if memory serves Tom, ended up playing it with some friends and was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing. (laughs) And it suddenly, like, was pulled off of the back burner and...
1: (laughs) Basically, I uh, I can't even remember what game it was that I was. Oh, I was starting to play Star Wars Squadrons, and I had some friends that were like, Oh, you you know, we would play Scar- uh, Squadrons with you, but we're really like you know starting to get going on this game called Phasmophobia, and I was like, That rings a bell, and it the bell was ringing it was Devon talking about it. <laughs> like, what what is it? And they kind of described it, and I was like, Huh, that sounds actually kind of interesting, and I was like, I have a vague memory of it. Maybe being part of you know one of the games that we were considering doing on the podcast, and they said, "Well, we'll make you a deal. We'll we'll buy Squadrons if you buy Phasmophobia, and we'll check out Phasmophobia tonight, since that's what they were planning on doing." And I was like, "Sure." So I bought Phasmophobia and proceeded to never play Squadrons again. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a true story. That's <laughs> I what was getting, telling. <laughs> I got I got really hooked on Squadrons, and as soon as I found Faz, I was just kind of like. Uh, What squadrons? (laughs) Yeah.
0: One thing that I do want to disclose, um, at time of recording, Phasmophobia is still in early access, meaning Mm -hmm. our experiences that we will be talking about may not reflect the game as it continues further, but we still want to talk about it because it has enough interesting things in it as the core of the game that Mm -hmm. we... I don't really see that changing Um, because if they changed it, it would be a different game entirely. So like anything else that changes, like, Oh, the ghosts now get faster or, Oh, there's more maps than what we're talking about. Yeah. Those are going to be part of it, but this game, the fundamentals of this game aren't likely to change. So that's why we're talking about it.
1: The reality is there are, a number of youtubers that have made a career out of playing this game in its unfinished state. In my book, if you can make a career out of playing an unfinished game, it's finished enough. I mean, they could DK the developer could probably just say, "Okay, I'm done." And of course, the fan base would lose their minds with anger, but the reality is this is a very playable game right now. If he does nothing else with it, it's a fabulous game. uh the amount of passion that Chandler and I have for this game is probably telling enough yeah. um and we are far from alone, <laughs>
0: yeah, I think the hours that both of us have put into it are rather telling of how much we enjoy it. uh we're both well over a hundred hours, so yep, yeah, make of that what you will as I scratch my addiction a little bit,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and I I don't suspect I, I suspect we're going to continue playing this even you know normally we'll play some games for the podcast we'll kind of get a good taste of it and then and then we'll drop it um, maybe we'll check it out later and like Subnautica and stuff we've we've played multiple times but I suspect Phasmophobia is going to be part of my my quiver so to speak of games that I regularly come back to and we'll probably stay that way for a long time because it's just such a a fascinating and unique experience which is probably what we ought to discuss next
0: well let's go over the basic mechanics of it yeah so in phasmophobia um, you are given a number of tools for free covering each of the basic evidence types given that being emf uv ghost writing spirit box
1: and to clarify just to give people a little bit, in case you haven't really seen the game, the goal of the game is to discover what kind of ghost is haunting whatever location you're at, and where the ghost is inside that building. And so those those tools are needed in order to get that evidence.
0: And that's like all the basic stuff. So they give like you one of each copy of those tools, but any other tools that you want um, that'll make hunting it easier, such as a non-contact thermometer or candles or smudge sticks or whatever. Those are things that you can add in on top of the basic tool set. But if you are ever hunted and killed by the ghost during a hunt, all the tools that you put in are lost. So it's a risk versus reward sort of thing that goes into it. But with these basic tools, you'll basically wander around sometimes in the dark, most of the time in the dark in this either small house or large, like prison, so to speak, or I should say ranging from a small house to a prison or asylum in terms of sizing. And you will be looking for the ghost as your, as a meter they call sanity kind of drops down as you stay in the dark longer or see more, Otherworldly experiences, like having the ghost ha in your ear or directly show itself to you or slam the door in your face or throw things at you or whatever. And as that meter goes down for you and the rest of the people on your team as a whole, the likelihood of the ghost hunting you goes up. So by the time you hit the 50% mark, almost every ghost type will be able to hunt you. And then the game goes into like a different stage of the investigation where you have to get the evidence the remaining evidence that you need before the ghost either finds you or you get caught or whatever
1: yeah and it's um it's an interesting game mechanic in that you know in a lot of games especially modern games and we've kind of discussed this before with subnautica there's kind of a fighting element it's a like Probably the biggest trope about games is that, like, I would, I swear 90% of games are about fighting something. And like Subnautica, this game does not let you fight the ghost. You can only get away or die. It yeah. can totally kill you, but there's not a single thing you can do to it. Which definitely hypes up the fear of this game, but in a very unique way, uh, which we can go over a little bit when we get into our impressions, but i think what's fascinating about it is is mostly that it is it's a horror game but it's non-violent and even though it is a horror game it's it doesn't do so with lots of you know grotesque gruesome imagery or anything like that like the ghosts look pretty pretty you know rotten because they're kind of like corpse-like yeah. but even then it's very <laughs> mild <laughs>
0: Unity corpse asset flip number 12. (laughs) Yep, exactly.
1: They're just fairly basic models. They're not... I mean, they're scary, but really once you get a good look at them, you're like, ah, they're not that bad. And even when you do die, the way that you die is also kind of non-threatening. Death is kind of not a big deal in the game-ish. You lose all your items... You kind of see a creepy scene, but again, it's actually not that bad. It's really pretty mild to kind of let you know that you've died. Uh, some hands come from around the screen, but it's kind of slow, and there's no like big jump scare moment at all. And uh, then you wake up in the quote-unquote spirit realm, and whatever wherever you are, and uh, you can walk around and listen to your friends and throw shoes at them, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they can't hear you, they can't see you, but they can see the shoes... Yep. You effectively become a ghost. So it's it's really interesting that a game, like when you break it down into its core components, it's not that scary, actually. But it is a horror game, and it's the most terrifying game I've ever played. But We'll go into that later. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. Like when you do die in this game, you are still a player in the round because you'll still be able to walk around and you'll be able to follow the ghost around the map and just see what they do. And, and the ghost
1: just kind of ignores you.
0: Yeah. The ghost doesn't even acknowledge your existence. You're dead. So it doesn't care, but you can kind of get a feel for what the ghost behavior is when you die. So it kind of, it almost gives you an advantage in that yeah. weird sense. Like, yes, you died, but now you're behind the scenes seeing what is actually going down. So to speak, like you don't see the ghost the whole time, but when it does reveal itself or when it is hunting, you do see it the full time. If you're and, alive, and it's no longer and it's, a threat. Yeah. And if it's a lot, if you're alive and it's hunting you, it'll blink in and out of existence. So you do get to see the more of the ghost when you're dead. Yeah. Which is a nice touch.
1: It's actually really kind of fun. There's kind of a weird, when you're playing the game, there's kind of a, a weird lead up where when you're getting hunted, you're, you're progressively getting more and more and more terrified. And then when you die, you're just kind of like, oh. And there's like a feeling of relief. All the anxiety and stuff sort of drops away. And then for me, it usually becomes a comedy show screwing around with my friends. (laughs) So it's if you're someone who is adverse to really, really scary games, like I am, this is actually more approachable than you might think. It's probably the most approachable horror game I've ever seen because I hate horror games. And this is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. So
0: I can absolutely vouch for that too. Because when tom started playing it he's like dude you have to play this you have to play this now and i was like well i don't know i kind of am still hanging out from uh the forza horizon thing i kind of want to play that more he's like no no you have to play this now and he basically pressured me into playing it and i think i've fired up horizon which was the game that i was playing as a time occupier before this like once since starting to play phasmophobia (laughs) I
1: feel mild guilt at killing that, because that's also one of my favorite games. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: maybe when the next one comes out. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) When you look at Phasmophobia and compare it to other horror-style games, you do see that the rest of the genre has either jump scares or you're doing something to defeat the big bad that's chasing you, right? Phasmophobia doesn't have that defeat the big bad as a concept you figure out what it is and then you leave you don't deal with it
1: the kind of the premise is that you're you're essentially like a starter crew for like a Ghostbusters setup because your goal is to go in there and figure out what you're dealing with and then get out and report. And so you report back to whatever it is. And of course you don't see this part of it, but the kind of the premise of the game is that there's going to be a secondary crew that's going to come in that need to know what kind of equipment to bring and that kind of thing to, based on what type of ghost it is and where it is. And they're, they're a cleanup crew. They're going to come in, they're going to take care of this ghost problem and they're going to get out. That's and funny. Uh, you bring
0: that up. Cause that's never mentioned. <laughs> it's kind of implied. It's implied. Uh, it's in, it's yeah. Implied, but it's not, it's all headcanon besides like that implication like, oh, you're just the first. But it's right. not if you look at the amount of money that
2: you're getting paid for this, it's like, no, you're oh, you're, a you're a hobbyist.
0: You're a hobbyist.
2: Yeah, well That's you want to send the hobbyists in first, you know? Like you don't want to risk your, <laughs> you know, your your professionals on this sort of shit, right? <laughs> well whoever's paying to get rid of the ghost is not paying very <laughs> They're well. Cheap. Or yeah, for risking
1: wh- my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. The risk versus reward measure isn't very Uh, balanced
2: let's put it that way but (laughs) in gameplay terms it's pretty well on the spot yeah so what you're saying is your employer isn't paying a living wage that's that's what you're saying uh no
0: no (laughs) they're taking
1: advantage of our enthusiasm and i don't appreciate it
0: yeah yeah (laughs) but i'm still gonna do it
1: obviously it's just rude
0: (laughs) and the insurance (laughs) that they pay when i die is subpar which oh, somehow some gets far.
1: worse as I become a professional. I don't. Yeah. Well, well if you're a professional, the better I am at it, the
0: less I get. Yeah. If you're a professional, <laughs> you don't need those safeguards. <laughs> uh, oh I guess.
2: wow, your friend died. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, here, go buy yourself a chocolate bar or something.
0: Pretty close.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. So to give you all of you guys an idea of this, so the the whole thing is obviously the 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 higher the difficulty level, which is what we're talking about when we're talking about professional the better your payout is but if you get to the point of professional you get zero insurance when you die now in fairness this is not a game you die very often i think i've got 117 hours when i looked and i'm pretty sure i've died five maybe six times you really won't die very often if i mean i guess maybe it depends on how you play if you're playing it smart you won't die to very die. often <laughs> yeah Usually all those ways I die are either, like, just really, 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 really bad luck, or I was doing something that was very likely to lead to my death. (laughs) So (laughs) I was going full-blown risk. And each time that you get, you know, a successful investigation, you're only, I think in professional mode, basically a perfect game on an average small map is $270. Yeah. And you're bringing in probably $3,000 worth of equipment. So you're really not expected to die, which is kind of better because I think it makes your deaths feel more important. They don't wear off on you 117 hours in. And when I die, it's still a really big deal. I can't say that about very many games, if any. Yeah. Right. So.
0: I do think that the concept of getting rid of the doing something about the ghost is it's really what makes phasmophobia so interesting to me because agreed out of curiosity i looked at a number of other games in the horror genre that are phasmophobia's contemporaries going back for like the last three years and almost all of them have some sort of jump scare or you're doing something to get rid of the big bad or the unknowable evil and not addressing that it makes it feel very different. I don't know how else to describe it. It it ends up being that, "Oh, well, we figured out what it was." Uh, okay, well, why do we just get out of here? There's nothing else we can do." <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just leaves that it's comfortable in leaving that awkward point of, "Okay, you have it. Now what?"
1: Yeah, you decide when you're done. You could literally roll up and be like, Wow, I'm way too scared. Never mind, and leave. The game doesn't <laughs> punish you. Yep. Yeah, you can stay there as long as you want, or as short as you want, and that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yep. and there's always that safe spot of either being outside the building or in the trailer. And
1: yep, the case nothing case can hurt here. you there.
0: And when the ghost is hunting, it's pretty obvious. Lights will start <laughs> flashing. Yep, the exits will lock shut, so there's nothing you can do typically there's a number of places to hide in any given area so you can hide from the ghost and while you're hiding you have to be quiet and if you make a lot of noise the ghost will find you and you'll end up in the spirit realm it's kind of that fun balance of hide and go seek with yeah detective <laughs> yeah. hide and go
1: seek but the thing that's seeking you can kill you and also yeah detective elements and Actually, Chandler, you bring up a really, really, really important point, and probably one of the most interesting parts of the game mechanics of this whole thing, which is sound. Mm. Um, it uses this game uses a really fascinating uh, mechanic where it does voice to to text to determine when you're talking to the ghost and just listen to you in general. So, when you're using voice chat to talk to your friends, the ghost is listening too, and the game accounts for anything that you say. So if you use swear words, um, there's a bunch of key phrases that you can use. If you use the ghost's name, because you will get that at the beginning of every uh, mission, it kind of kicks up activity from the ghost and potentially angers it, and uh, it will initiate hunts, it will initiate ghost events, it will initiate interactions of some kind. Um, in some cases, including things like, like the... Uh, spirit box or the uh, Ouija board, the ghost can actually speak back. You can ask it questions and it will answer them, which is as far as like a uh, immersion uh, side of things go, just so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is so cool. It makes it feel so I... much more real and really helps.
2: Yeah. And I honestly think that that's like the biggest selling point of the game is the fact yeah. that it it uses that technology as part of the game mechanics where you are, interacting with your friends over voice chat, you know, or whoever you're playing with. But, like, the ghost is interacting with you, too, and you're potentially interacting with it.
1: I've seen games in the past. Ironically, uh, the one that we recorded prior to this, Forza Horizon, has a voice-to-chat feature Mm -hmm. where you can talk to, like, this little navigation lady, and she'll help you do things. Yep. And in that game, quite honestly, it is 100% a gimmick. I never even used it. I,
2: I didn't even care. know that happened. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, <you> can. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but I've never used it either.
1: Yeah, oh, wow. you can use it. it it's. Pff, who cares? It's a nothing. This game it makes it a primary game mechanic. This is really interesting. It's like a new technology. It's fascinating when uh, somebody can grab onto a technology that is relatively fresh, because, I mean, obviously, this isn't something you regularly encounter in games, and immediately put it to such good use. Where it's, like, not just in the game, but, like, one of the primary pillars of how the game works. Yeah. And I've uh, just kudos to D- uh, DK for figuring that out, because that is really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that using that as the strange attractor is yeah. quite immense.
1: That is bottled lightning.
0: The only other game that I can think that even attempted to do something like this is... I think it was Kickstarted as Close Your Eyes... Hmm. live life one uh, blink at a time where it used your webcam and then detected where you when you blinked and would go to the next scene but i don't even think that game is still like that anymore i haven't played it quite Mm. yet but it is one of those things where it's using a novel peripheral and in a novel way because who wants to use their mic when playing a game like i'm a hardcore solo player why would i want to do that it's just not something i do but Every time I play, especially when playing solo, I still put the headphones on and pull the mic forward because the game demands that I use the mic and I enjoy using it. It's a hell of a yeah. lot more immersive than I expected.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's, it, and it's, it's interesting to have uh, such a small developer not just find that unique mechanic and that one use case that makes it just work beautifully, but also to execute it so well. It works really seamlessly. You have to play the game a lot to realize the limitations of it, where it starts to feel kind of bot-like, where you're like, okay, I know the responses. I know what's possible to say and what it's going to hear and what it won't. But when you first start playing, it <laughs> it's so scary because you know that the, the, the ghost is listening because the game tells you in the very beginning when you fire it up. It's like, hey, make sure your mic works. The ghost is going to listen to you and you don't know what's going to trigger it, what isn't. And what I found for a lot of new players, and especially watching myself play this game for the first time, you start to make the game bigger than it is. It does a good job of making you think. Things that don't actually matter really matter, just based on timing and stuff. You know, you might say, like, are you angry? And a hunt starts, and you're like, oh my god, I made it mad. Reality is, there was probably a timer, there's a an equation taking place you know that is figuring out what your sanity level is based on the amount of activity you've got what type of ghost and there's a lot of math going on that's really figuring that stuff out but when you first start playing the game you don't notice that it feels eerily real mm-hmm. and that really cranks up the fear factor the immersion in this game is intense yeah
3: like really
1: intense <laughs> i've played vr games and this, in many ways, which, by the way, is VR compatible, but I, I haven't played it that way, without VR, felt more real than most VR games I've played. Like, you forget you're playing a game at some point, and I've just about leapt out of my chair when <laughs> it started unexpectedly, or I saw the ghost and it came flying towards me or something like that, and it <laughs> scared the hell out of me, but in a way that is fascinating and not annoying, which most of the jump scare type games are annoying to me. Yeah. So,
2: yeah.
0: It's also interesting to note when new players approach the voice to text thing, they'll ask the ghost questions that I personally know aren't in its library, but that willingness to engage it, like what's your favorite color? Why would you be asking a ghost that? I don't know, but it's, it helps with that immersion when you see, Spirit Box say nothing detected or whatever it says. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm not asking the right questions then. But it's very hilarious to me that that still happens. And even when you're just messing around in the game later on, you end up asking just off the wall questions, and it's genuinely surprising when you get a response. Like, (laughs) yeah, just out of boredom. One time, I just asked, "Do you want me, baby?" And the spirit box responded. I was like, "Oh, well, uh, now I know what my favorite question is. <laughs> yeah.
1: And do you want to smash? Yeah, when you first start playing it, there's it's just terrifying and everything feels incredibly real. And yeah, you ask a lot of questions that the ghost doesn't really understand um but you're not sure of that and sometimes it responds and and it's it's you you again you're coming up with this like almost fake headcanon of what's really going on and then later once you start to kind of feel out the mechanics and you start realizing what it can and can't do and in both channel Ice cases if you dive into doing probably more hours of watching YouTube videos on how to play the game than you of actually playing the game.
0: Which is saying a uh, lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I wanted to know. I was so intensely fascinated with it mm-hmm. that you start to get to like what Chandler is talking about where you're kind of just messing with the ghost. And you, Do you want to smash? That question works. Uh, <laughs> very well. Go ahead and try it. And and then it, it becomes very funny. It, it goes from a horror game into kind of a comedy game that occasionally punches you in the face with terror. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, at this point, it's a dark humor
2: game for me.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Same. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm still spooked by it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, we're still regularly spooked by it. Before before we started the recording, I was talking about how the game made me just about leap through the ceiling today because a ghost just <laughs> appeared in front of me, like inches from my nose, and came rushing at me, and then does this like "ha" ah, noise right in your ears, super loud, and. Uh, yeah. Even after 117 hours, I I, I just about <laughs> launched into space.
0: <laughs> the game is still throw surprises at you, even though you might know all of the mechanics behind it. It'll throw that unexpected ghost event or the unexpected ghost hunt while you're out in the open. You're like, oh, crap, there's nowhere to hide. What do I do? What do I do? And you hit, get the deer in the headlights moment. So that still happens. And it's, it's hilarious every time that you do get spooked by the game.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, first it's terrifying, then it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like even the what I would consider cheap deaths that I've had in this game, I still enjoyed. Yeah. So what were your impressions of it, Devin? I know you haven't played quite oh. as much as us
2: no, i I have not played quite as much as uh, Chandler and Tom, but I think this game is amazing. It's really great. I haven't put as much time in, but I'm also easily scared. And what's beautiful about the game is the stuff that's the most terrifying. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs>
2: which is honestly like the ambiance of um of when you go into a location, like even just a house. like as soon as you cross that threshold, there's this sort of like low hum that plays when you're in the house that doesn't play when you're outside of it and it's it's just sort of like low-key unsettling because the house is is completely empty it's completely dark you know it's haunted you know that there's a potential that the ghost could get you and it's just like really unsettling just walking around with your flashlight which doesn't seem to light up anything but you know what real life flashlights are the same way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is and, a little uh, circle of vision yep yep and then you have the spirit box which i mean i absolutely love i i love the spirit box because of that way that you interact with the ghost and, and like uh, chandler and tom were saying like y- you could just say things and you feel like you're talking to it even though it's not necessarily a question that's in the ghost vocabulary uh to understand what you're asking but spirit boxes are fucking creepy uh even yes. watching like ghost hunting shows or whatever it's like whenever they're like oh yeah we're gonna like record the sounds going on in this room and leave and we'll see what happens and i'm like that's creepy as fuck i don't like that no <laughs> uh so and- holding it in the game and being like are you here are you angry
0: and then you get die
2: and then you get yeah attack and it's <laughs> like, no um <laughs> yeah. but it's so good and and I can't, like, really put my finger on what is so great about it. But uh, one thing that really strikes me about it is how, like, the game loop, like, even if you die, like, you know, you'll lose anything that you put into the kitty, you know, any of your equipment that you put in. But you respawn at the end of that mission, like, once, you know, your buddies leave, you respawn back at the hub, alive and well, as if nothing happened. And it reminds me a little bit of the show Are You Afraid of the Dark? With with like, you know, the kids around the campfire and they tell a scary story, like they like sneak out at night and they tell a scary story. And then like, like that's the framing narrative of this kid's horror show. Uh, and then they like leave at the end of the night, like after the story's done, like this game has the loop is very like that where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go hunt this ghost and we're going to go to this place. And then you go there and then you do the game and whether or not you die, like all of these spoopy, scary things happen. And then you end up back in the hub and everything's fine again. It's okay. Like, none of it was actually real, almost. It's just this interesting way that that works because it is so scary. And then it, like, puts you back in, like, almost a very comforting space after you've been in this, like, scary location, even though, like, you know, the hub is this garage that's been converted into (laughs) this hobbyist ghost hunter (laughs) that is the
0: shankiest garage too (laughs) yeah
2: it is
1: maybe it's not actually that the ghost kills you maybe what happens is it just knocks your spirit out of your body and so your body just lays there until morning and then when you wake up you all get back together that's Maybe. that's headcanon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, like this isn't
2: a game that's like a narrative game, like it doesn't really have a story. No. Uh, but it is kind of fun to think of, you know, stories around it or like the stories of like, you know, what are the who are these people that are ghosts? Like, you know, why I why honestly are they think... here? Why are they so angry? Why is this woman crawling around on all fours in a creepy <laughs> fashion? You God, know, why is creepy. this dude carrying around an axe? You know, like and the answer is because that is the The model that they're using (laughs) like there's (laughs) no real reason and there's no real reason to use any other kind of model because again there's not like there's an actual narrative behind anything but it's kind of fun to imagine it's like oh yeah you ask the ouija board like you know okay where are you oh the boy's bedroom okay how many people did you kill nine
3: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's like
2: quite prolific are we (laughs) <laughs> what? And then you say again and then you're like, How many people did you kill? And it's like three and it's like, Which is it? <laughs> Was it nine or <laughs> three? <laughs> william yeah. harris you are lying to
0: me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and William harris starts. you
2: liar <laughs> but it's great and and honestly i think it's a great game to play with people like it's definitely doable solo for me it's too scary by myself i can't do it i tried to play and screen share to a friend because i was trying to sell them on maybe getting it and wanting to play sometime uh i didn't do a good job because i was trying to do like an amateur level in like one of the house levels i was just too scared <laughs> <laughs> totally to, fair to my in my defense though uh it was a demon and it was really fucking with me so
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey if you got to the point where you knew it was a demon you played the game i made
2: yep. a guess i i couldn't think of what else it could be just by the things that it was doing and the fact that it was like not cooperating and seemed to be like Again, like you know, putting agency on this, you know, algorithm that's just listening to me. It, it seemed to know I was so scared and was like trying <laughs> to fuck with me. Is what it felt like. Uh, Even and when then you I know just, it's like, an algorithm,
1: down. you can't help but give it headcanon. <laughs> yeah. It feels that real. It I feels totally like get it.
2: Knows what it's doing, especially since you can't see what it's doing and you know it's listening to you. And like me, I haven't looked into all the ins and outs, so I don't know what key phrases it knows or what certain words it recognizes because um, as i'm talking because i'm like telling my friend it's like oh yeah like you know i as i'm talking the ghost is going to be hearing me so everything i'm telling you the ghost can hear and i have no idea what it's going to think of that right <laughs> i'm just like explaining like here we go and we're gonna look for the boner uh oh by the way that's just like a chicken bone that's laying on the ground somewhere that's important
1: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say no i think you should just leave I'm looking for the boner right out of context.
2: I, <laughs> I did. I did for a while. And finally, my friend was like, okay, you keep saying you're looking for the boner. Like, what does that mean? Because you haven't found it yet. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs>
1: it's actually just a bone laying on the ground. It's technically it's, evidence,
0: apparently, it's, it's of something.
2: It's this, but we call it, the boner. I don't know. It's the boner.
0: <laughs> yep. Which is hilarious, because that's like just something that the community came up with. Because you have to find the bone. Well, bone is boner.
2: Yeah, there's just no saying it otherwise. Yep. <laughs> English is English is a great language for this. You just like, okay, this is the thing we're doing now. Uh, this this is now the correct word in this context.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, like the uh, Ouija board that you find in yeah. the game. Uh, whenever Tom and I find it, we just yell out Waluigi Luigi or <laughs> "It's a me." <laughs> it's. It, yep. We
2: just end up doing that because it's hilarious to us. That's, and just, absolutely. And you have to add some levity because some of these levels are like really terrible. Like even like the the small ones that like really shouldn't be as scary as they are because I've played them so many times are still terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, it yeah. like helps to be like, Ah, oh, it's it's a me, Luigi Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh that's oh, yeah. terrible.
1: And and yeah, I mean there is kind of a, as you get to playing it, you, yeah, you can kind of add some levity when a hunt starts, rather than being yeah. like shit. You start going, yep. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> <No. laughs> oh my oh, gosh. Yeah, these guys you can do tell want you... to smash. <laughs> <laughs> <If we're... laughs>
2: yeah, these guys could tell you like how many times I like completely whimped out of like doing a hunt because I'm like, nah, no, just I'll just watch it. the cameras in the, in, in the truck. I'll be in the truck. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> Honestly, the way we play,
0: that's perfectly fine because <laughs> it is a game that's supposed to be fun. And if you get the fun out of the uh, yeah. watching us run like minis throughout a high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, hey, yeah.
2: hell
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I, I think an important note about this game is this is probably the single most fun game to, to not experience yourself, but to watch someone else play. Absolutely. It is a riot to watch. It's almost I, as yeah. much fun as playing it.
2: Yeah, I I get a I get a lot of enjoyment out of watching like y'all play it and other people play it too. But like it's it's as fun to watch. And I'm still spooked. Like I still jump. I still gasp or I still yelp. Like even if I'm just watching, like they're streaming it into our Discord, and then, like all of a sudden the like, ghost goes ah! really loud in someone's ear, and I'm like ah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But It's so much fun having you in there and being so polite to the ghost with the spirit box.
2: <laughs> that is joke. <true>. Yeah. <laughs> because She's the spirit so box polite. is so scary to me. I'm like, okay, I'll just be really polite. It's so it funny, is, though.
1: It is honestly terrifying to use a spirit box because oh, you gosh, have to turn is. the lights off, you have to be in the ghost room, and you have to hang out in there a while because it doesn't always respond. Yep. 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 So you're just sitting there in the dark by yourself because, by the way... A lot of ghosts won't respond unless you're alone. So you're in there by yourself just going, uh, are you angry? And you'll ask a few questions, and you'll be like, oh, I don't think, uh, you know, this thing's a spirit box ghost. I'll ask one more question, and you will, and it'll suddenly respond. Yep. And in Devin's (laughs) case, she goes,
2: oh, uh, thank you! (laughs) Yep, uh, (laughs) I think... I think the first time it happened, uh, I, I think I'd like, ah, I wasn't getting a response. And it was like, okay, uh, where are you? Behind. <laughs> okay, thank you. And I <laughs> tossed the spirit box on the floor and I left. I'm like, I'm going back to the truck. I'm done. And
1: it gets Chandler and I every single time. It's so
2: funny. <laughs>
0: so funny like it's not me judging you it's just this the concept of like somebody asking a question being absolutely terrified but determined to get a response getting a response and then just noping the fuck out
2: but thanking the ghost yeah you know politely are Uh... you angry attack okay thank you
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh Yep.
1: It's it's great. It's absolutely 10 out of 10. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh boy. I mean, that's probably the most rational move in that situation, but That and please
2: sign my book. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Can
1: you sign these consent forms? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've we played with all the evidence far so, far too much, so like all of the evidence has like the, its own little joke head cannon for yep. us. Yep. <laughs> Uh,
1: my favorite is, can you sign these consent forms so we can take pictures of your feet? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you can get footprints if the ghost walks through salt. It'll leave these little UV, you know, footprints as it walks around. And uh, and you gotta get it to, you lay a book out, and it'll like put all these satanic things on it. It'll say, can't run, can't run, die, die, die. And, you know, that's our consent form for foot pics. Yep. <laughs> it works. So, yep. It's what keeps the game like incredibly entertaining. I I think there's probably, what would you say, twenty-ish hours of like original like that like original terror of playing the game, and then after that it starts to kind of petered off, yeah. and um, then it becomes just hilarious. <laughs> it,
0: it becomes performance. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Once the terror uh, um kind of the horror ambiance wears off it becomes a performance um Mm -hmm. because you know not only are you performing for the people that are with you but you're also performing for the ghost and yeah Yeah. although it's kind of an algorithm and you know that in the back of your head you still want to like do something entertaining right (laughs) <laughs> you still want to put on a show yeah
1: <laughs> yeah then and... maybe this is why it's so entertaining to watch <laughs> oh yeah.
0: absolutely absolutely i think so I, I think so and i can guarantee if you're playing solo versus playing multiplayer you will pl- uh, play very differently like yeah i tend to play a lot more conservatively when playing solo because i have all this stuff and i'm kind of more concerned about the stuff going yeah. and getting taken away but as opposed to like playing a multiplayer where it's like, oh, well, we have this one extra thing that we need to do for extra money. I let's think, go do it. I think I can do it. I think I can get away from this ghost that runs twice as fast as me. I think I yeah, can do it. Let's go antagonize
1: yeah. the thing trying to kill us that can outrun us that we can't quite see and we don't know when it's going to attack. Let's do it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. And we walk into the room and we, you know, start shouting profanity at it and calling it all sorts of rude names. And, and then when it attacks, we, we thank it. <laughs> and then walk out of the, out of the building. <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: Because you can't run. Oh, it's great.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah there is there is no real run in this game. You just kind of, like, saunter forward slightly more quickly than you walked forward.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's re- you, oh. you know how when you're in a dream and you're trying to run away, and you can't, that's the speed you run at.
2: Yeah. That -hmm. is a really great description of that, quote, run speed. Uh Uh, It's very much like... (laughs) That's very much what it's like.
1: (laughs) Which, again adds to the terror because you feel like oh my god this is a, a nightmare and i can't run i'm just casually walking away from this thing that's trying right. to eat me <laughs> and... yeah because
2: in real life it'd be like no you'd be booking it like oh man <laughs> there, there would be there would be no like you know shuffling forward at a you know leisurely pace oh no there'd be no. jumping through windows if the door <laughs> yes, was locked you, would be. And you can't unlock it
0: <laughs> yeah
1: like nope i'm out of here yeah exactly And also, uh, side note, I just realized, you know how we were talking about when you enter a building, there's kind of a a hum, a noise? I know what that noise is. Mm. Have you ever been in a situation where maybe you're camping or something like that and you think something might be outside the tent and you're really scared, like really scared, and you go into fight or flight mode and your hearing becomes like almost supernaturally good? You'll get this yeah. kind of like a, like it. you can almost feel the silence because it's so intense because you're trying to hear what's happening. That's what the game is simulating. Oh, interesting. And it does a damn good job. I, I
2: thought it was uh, more like um, just the, uh, like, you know, normal house processes, like, you know, central air or something running uh, that then because of the scariness, it is heightened um, in your, in your hearing. But that's a, that's really good. That's that's good. You're just the game is just like you should be scared.
1: Yeah, well, I think it does. Your I think whole body is your... thrumming.
2: You should be scared. <laughs>
1: I think I think that noise is like a subconscious thing. Like whenever I'm like really scared, like my ears are almost like almost hurt. They're like straining mm-hmm. to hear. And you'll get like that hum. At least I have. And mm. I think that when you have a memory of being that scared and listening to that and hearing that. And then you walk into a building in the game and that noise is played to you. There's a subconscious thing in your brain that happens that goes, okay, high alert.
2: Oh, there's certainly (laughs) something in your brain that goes high alert. Because every time, like, when when I was first watching people play it, like uh, on, on YouTube and Twitch and stuff, I didn't notice that noise because usually it's balanced so that you can hear the people talking because, you know, that's the thing. You don't hear as much of the game audio. But then when we were playing it together that first time and we walked in the house and there was that noise, I went, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like immediately was like on high alert. Like that is what is genuine. Like if it was just perfectly silent, like it would still be creepy and weird. Or like even if they had that noise turned down, it would still be creepy. It would still be unsettling, but not nearly as much as it is now. Because as soon as I hear that, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. Mm, I don't want to be in here. Mm, this bad. This brutal. There bad. is,
1: there is something about that that noise. It's like yeah. it like flips a switch in your brain that puts you into anxiety mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I played with a, another friend of mine who's not on the podcast, and uh, he was telling me that every time he, he, he kind of doesn't like the game because every time he'd play the game, that noise would give him a headache.
2: And mm-hmm. I
1: realized that early in my gaming, you know, with this this or playing with this game, I was getting stress headaches. Like, mm. from anxiety. Because my anxiety mm. would just go up so high, and I'd get, like, my blood pressure would had to have been, like, I could blow up balloons with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I think that noise is a huge part of it. Because he was telling me, he's like, man, as soon as I hear that noise, it just, oh my god, it gets under my skin. And I was like, yeah, it's supposed to. That's yep. ex- It's doing what yeah. it's supposed to do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Psychological priming.
1: Bingo. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It means that when something happens in the game, you are on high alert already. And whatever it is that happens in the game is profoundly important to you as opposed to like, oh, look, a candle fell over. Instead, it's like, yeah. what's that? What's that? <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. And then you add to that the like the static hiss of the spirit box. <laughs>
1: uh uh-huh.
2: It's <laughs> just like, no, no, thank you.
1: And the right. creepy, digitized, but also kind of weirdly demonic behind when it answers yeah. you and you're like,
2: hate,
3: <laughs> run! <Yeah. laughs>
1: and then you can't run. It's like living a nightmare, which I, we're not doing a good job of selling this game if you're not into scary stuff. I Yeah. Seriously, no. pick it up. I hate scary stuff. I yeah, cannot, me
2: too. I don't like
1: scary. I, I can't, like, emphasize enough how much I hate scary games. And this is... One of my favorite games of all time, because the scary it gives you is unique. It's not, it's not that cheap jump scare. It's not the like, I'm going to make you pee yourself. You know, it's, it's like intensity instead of fear. It is fear, but it's.
2: It's like alien versus aliens. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. You know, like, like alien, alien is very much about the ambiance, about building the tension and building that terror Uh, Until finally you have the culmination at the very end of the film where you do see the xenomorph and it's like more outright scary, but like you lose what like the true terror, which is, you know, because you can't see it. You don't know what's going on. And like the ambiance is really good. And then Aliens is more, you know, an outright action horror where it doesn't really care about, you know, necessarily the tension or, or building that horror. It's just going to be scary or attempt to be scary while being exciting. Um, and that's kind of the difference between Phasmophobia and a lot of other horror games.
0: Yeah, it yeah. relies on terror, not
2: horror. Yeah,
0: I know we talked about terror versus horror when we were gushing about Subnautica, right?
2: Mm, and how yeah.
0: terror kind of is the unknowable and phasmophobia taps into that same terror versus horror trope except turned
1: up to 11 it's like subnautica on steroids yeah it's
0: it's subnautica (laughs) but with psycho psychological priming to be even more terrified which is rather Mm -hmm. telling because it's amazing and i think that's also one of the things that is really interesting to me because i've played this game so much that when I jump into the building, it's like, oh, okay, now I'm diving into the water again with that sound. Yeah, it's not like yeah. terrifying to me anymore. It's like, oh no, this is a workout now. <laughs> 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 so yeah, yeah, I didn't realize until you guys were talking about it. I was like, well, now I kind of see it more as like diving underwater, and yeah, the <laughs> the terror versus horror of Subnautica definitely applies here.
1: Mm. Yeah, it is. It's actually a similar noise too.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, which is kind of interesting. So if you've played Subnautica, it, it, they sound these games sound like they have nothing in common, but genuinely, if you enjoyed Subnautica, you will love Phasmophobia. They're very they're like they couldn't be more different, but also they're tapping into exactly the same sort of energy. Different mechanics, but the, what the game makes you feel is the same. Except now you can do it with friends, which makes it all yeah. the better, especially <laughs> if you have a friend I'm so sorry, Devin, um, <laughs> who is scared of the game. That is way yep. more fun. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely, totally terrified of the game. Run and hide in a corner because I didn't know what else to do, and they have to come find me after the hunt. Because I was like, well, if it's my day to die, then I'm going to die curled up in this corner <laughs> facing the wall. <laughs> I felt so
0: bad when that happened. <laughs> oh, I
1: was like, where were you? And she was just hiding in the corner of a hallway, like scared, too scared to move, which is something... <laughs> I've experienced in the game. I know exactly what that's like. So you kind of like we're laughing, but we're laughing with her because we're like, I get it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, totally I, felt, get
2: it. I felt really stupid. I was like, I didn't know. I thought we were going to go down the stairs. I thought that was the route. And it was like, no, no, uh, we were going to go straight. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I went down the stairs and then I didn't know what to do. So I just curled up in the corner, which <laughs> is like, well, if I die, I die, I guess.
0: Hey, it worked.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that, it did. I didn't die.
0: That was like one of the few times I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, this noob. Oh, God. Where, where where did we leave them? Oh, God. No. <laughs> where
2: did the noob go? There, what are they doing? <laughs> that
1: is one of the most fun parts of this is you'll, when you're bringing new people in to play the game, you'll be explaining the mechanics and how to survive. Like, you'll be like, OK, you stick with us. And as long as you're with us, you're probably going to be OK. Here are the rules. And there is just such a like. Oh no! Feeling when like you're like running away from the ghost <laughs> during a hunt, and you turn around to look for your new friend, and they aren't there. And they aren't there. <laughs> and the hunt is still going, and you're like, Oh shit! Oh my god! Where, oh, oh no! <laughs> where'd they go? Oh god! <laughs> and then the hunt somehow ends, and and you go, Where the hell were you? And they're like,
2: I went and hid in this classroom. <laughs>
1: you're like, I'm so glad you're okay.
2: <laughs> like I thought we could hide behind things, and it's like, what well, no. <laughs> I mean, hey, you it, can now. Sometimes it works. Yeah, sometimes it works. I mean, that corner worked just fine for me, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Hey, as long Do as not works, recommend.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: Chandler and I hid behind a dining room table successfully, oh. and the ghost spotted us twice, and we just managed to survive somehow.
0: Oh, that was not pleasant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also, that's one of my best memories. It's kind of those moments when you're like, "Oh shit." This is the worst place to be. How did I end up And you're looking around. Yeah, and you're like, there's nowhere to go. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best moments because you're like that feeling of like, oh, my God, I am so screwed. And your anxiety goes through the roof and your adrenaline starts pumping through your veins at like, you know, 100 PSI. And then you survive, and you end up with this massive adrenaline rush, and you're like, I don't know how I did it, and you have this great story, and it's just, it's an intense experience playing this game.
0: Yeah, and it's more of an emergent story that you end up telling. Absolutely.
1: The game doesn't have to tell a story at all. You tell the story. The game Mm -hmm. does a beautiful job of being a DM. Mm
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) Yeah. That's perfectly fair. It really does. That's a Uh perfect analogy. I like it. (laughs) One of the
0: other things that really shines through in this with all the ambiance is that DK really does care about making sure that the player is feeling terror, but not necessarily getting overwhelmed with a mechanically difficult game. And that's actually part of it that makes it hugely important because it is still approachable. Like, the things that you would assume you could do If they aren't already implemented in the game, quickly get implemented. It's Mm. quite impressive. Um, As Tom was mentioning, hiding behind furniture just wasn't a thing for the longest time. And then in a recent patch, as of May 2021, they put in being able to hide behind furniture. So you end up in a lot more interesting situations where, yes, there isn't a spot where you can hide in a closet or in a locker, but if you're brave enough you can hide behind this bookcase next to the pillar and (laughs) maybe you'll live
1: (laughs) and sometimes that's actually the best choice weirdly yeah the bad hiding spots are the only places you get good stories
0: Hiding behind a table, or stupidly hiding behind a pillar, trying to play uh, whack-a-mole with the ghost that's chasing you.
1: Oh man, I couldn't believe you survived that. <laughs> I was watching that one from the truck. In the in the the high school has like security cameras placed throughout it, so you can kind of see most of the rooms. And I was watching the ghost moving around this room, and I could see I was behind Chandler, so I could see him behind the pillar and the ghost as well. And I was just like, "Oh, he's dead." There is no way this guy is gonna survive.
0: And I walked out of you the did. building. <laughs> Chandler comes
1: walking out, and it was like, but it's like soldiers coming back from battle, you know, when that st- sort of thing happens. You're like, holy shit! Wow, dude, like that was awesome. And I mean, there just aren't very many games that can make you
0: feel that. <laughs> yeah, it's brings up a camaraderie almost because you both like totally everybody is going through the same experience and you may be seeing the same thing happening but it's from a very different perspective like in the truck or watching your friend get chased by a revenant down the hallway and there's nothing you can do to stop that yep for instance (laughs) not that i've been on either side of that one before
1: (laughs) Or sometimes we're intentionally antagonizing the Revenant. Yeah. Like today. That was today, right? Or was that last night? See, we play too much. We play far too much. <laughs> I
0: second that. Yeah, But not enough. Yeah, one of the things that we normally talk about is the music, but there really isn't any in this game.
2: No.
1: The music is that horrible low hum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's
2: it. That's it. That's, that's, that's just <laughs> the creatures of the night. What music they make. <laughs> right?
0: But there is a whole lot of effort into the soundscape of it like oh yeah
1: the sound yeah. design is master oh, yeah. level
0: not only is it just that low hum which in a normal circumstance would get quite annoying but if you go to like the large map it makes an echo sound and if the ghost is close to you during a hunt you hear a heartbeat or if you're close to the hunt mm-hmm. ghost when it is like revealing itself you hear like unsettling crackling or something like that i can't really describe it what how do you describe the ghost being like super close to you when you reveal it tom
1: um i would say well if if i haven't actually watched it but i've known i've watched clips of it but the ghost makes like the grudge noise that uh,
2: yeah.
3: uh,
1: uh, and it's it is perfect because it's horrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> you hear it and you're like oh god Yeah. And uh, and you can hear its footsteps and they kind of echo and, you know, and the game does a really good. The other thing that's really important to say about the sound design is when other players walk away from you, they the sound walks away. So you can hear where your friends are. If you enter like a big map like the asylum and someone finds the room, we'll often just have them say, I'm over here. I'm over here. And you can find the person based on them talking, which is awesome. But it also works with the ghost. As the ghost is moving around, of course, it's getting louder and quieter and footsteps are. And, and if you can't see the ghost, for instance, if you're hiding in a locker or something, and you hear the thwomp,
3: uh
0: thwomp,
1: thwomp, you're like, <laughs> You gave that to
0: me and I'm not even playing the damn game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it's something. So, yeah, the sound design is big time part of why this game does what it's supposed to do so well. It's cool. It's really cool. And and again, the ghost can hear you. So the the whole like distance situation plays out perfectly as well. If you're hiding in a locker on the other side of the map, you can shout your brains out. The ghost will never notice because this as the sound is fading out for other players, it's fading out for the ghost as well. But if you start shouting, at least with this more recent patch, if you start shouting in the, the locker, even though that's a supposedly safe place to be, the ghost will blow the door off of its hinges, because it can hear you, and kill the hell out of you.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, have oh. you not played since the most recent patch? I, uh,
2: no. No, I have not. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I watched you guys play a little bit, but you didn't tell me about that part. Yeah, you have to be quiet. Yeah.
1: Closets and lockers are no longer safe. We used oh. to cheese the ghost. We'd like hide in the locker and just be like, Ha ha, you can't get me, neater neater poo poo and then listen to the ghost like frustratingly, you know, pace back and forth like dang it They're hiding in a a, a, a little you know, wooden slatted closet. I can't go through that. Um yeah, now they can. Yeah. yeah, I guess that,
2: I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense that they would. They should be able to do that, but that is now, like, even more scary that nowhere is safe.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere that's safe in the game. Anywhere. okay, I' well, except outside and in the truck. But the other thing they added in the most recent patch is that it used to be that you could just cheese the ghosts by running away from them. Um, as long as you could keep running, you could outrun every single ghost but one in the game and uh now the ghosts gradually accelerate until they outpace you so now nowhere is safe and you can't outrun the ghost and oh that's that was a really good idea the the totally changed the mechanics of the game game got scary again <laughs> yeah
0: and that's also indicative of uh the passion dk puts into the game because that is the what he was seeing was the players more fucking with the ghost than anything right They were hiding in closets, looping them, and just making a whole ruckus. And that kind of went against the core of priming the player to be terrified. And so he, to his credit, spent a lot of time balancing those parts of the game where now it is still terrifying again. And it's not like the ghost is going to just start sprinting at you unless it's a very specific type of ghost it'll slowly ramp up over time and it's not like the ghost will keep that speed for the next hunt. So it is yeah. a very careful balance that he's keeping with it.
1: He's doing a beautiful job of balancing everything. There's no doubt of that. Mm. Absolutely.
0: Well, do you guys have any other thoughts on this? So many. I know. But... Like, so many stories. <laughs>
2: so many stories, yeah. Um, I, I think I've basically covered the the thoughts portion. But yeah, because there are more so many tales you can tell of, of, you know, scary or funny things that happened, like sitting in the truck and being like, why is the camera flickering like that? And then realizing it's the ghost, which is like on all fours, crawling woman, like against the wall, trying to like... (laughs) leave the room or something and it's like oh i, I don't kill like your friends <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I, I don't like that i don't i don't like the fact that i can see her on the camera right now oh no <laughs> oh no
0: wasn't my buddy just there Oh. Yeah, but it's
2: like, oh no, a hunt is going on, so I can't like radio to my friends to let them know what the ghost is doing, because that could alert her. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's another point, if you use the radio, I don't even think we talked about the radio, uh, if you're too far away to be heard, because we talked about the distance thing, you can use a little like walkie-talkie to talk to your friends, Yeah, and then it has unlimited range. But yeah, during a hunt, all it does is static, but the problem is, it does static on everybody's walkie-talkie, as soon as you key yep. the mic. So if you're hiding in a closet, and all of a sudden your friend is like, oh my god, are you okay? And they key the mic, it'll go, and the ghost will go, uh, there you are. Found <laughs> <laughs> you! Found <laughs> you! <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so great. And, and it, there's lots of those little, little, little minute details that the game just totally gets right. The stuff that is important to create the right ambiance is all just, he's nailing it. I can't wait to see where this thing goes from here. If there's any thought I have on the game, it's this. No matter what you're into, seriously, check this game out. Especially if you can convince one or two of your friends to check it out with you. It is one of the most unique experiences in a video game you'll have. And it is totally worth their time. In 2021, when we're recording this right now, there's just not a whole lot of games out there that can make you feel something unique. And I know we've talked about this before, like Subnautica is like, oh my God, we were all fanboying about it and fangirling about how good it is and how unique it is. This is the same bottled night lightning of like this game pushes buttons I haven't had pushed before in other games and that is cool. Yeah. Um, So check it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Normally uh, I would say, let's uh, talk about how to improve it. But honestly, it being in early alpha, really Mm-hmm. Um early access, I should say. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to do it. But I I'd, I'd say yeah. it makes
1: more sense than normal.
0: Well, I mean, that's what the well, community hub's for. <laughs> you can add it there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: gonna say, we might actually have an effect.
0: Ah <laughs> uh, well. If if we want to have an effect we should probably engage with the community a little bit more, but that's uh me being more Fair. of a peanut gallery person. I did actually want to ask you Devin about how this yeah. compares to other horror games like uh what was it? The one that has the old ye oldie cocaine sanity pills? What mm-hmm. was Ye oldie cocaine sanity pills?
2: Yeah, what what, what is that <laughs> game? Um <laughs> can you give me a little oh, bit fuck, more fuck, fuck. information uh,
1: i don't know that seems like the perfect amount of information
2: <laughs> i mean it is an amount of information <laughs> That's that so it sure. Sure. <laughs> no it was uh... i mean many there are many games that use like ye olde cocaine pills as a mechanic so it doesn't narrow <laughs> launum, it down at <laughs> all
0: it has latinum pills
2: on it oh uh amnesia the dark yes sleep. thank you I
0: bet that's Uh, the one
2: thing that's stuck in my uh, head
0: was ye olde cocaine uh, pills. That's not
2: even cocaine.
0: That's the (laughs) Oh, my God. And I butchered it even more. (laughs) You're welcome. There's a sound bite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh, How does it compare? Well, um it actually it, it that's actually a really interesting question because when amnesia the dark descent came out, it was like the shit in a very similar way uh hmm. you know where it was um it was very popular uh it was one of those that like people made careers like based on them start playing this game to start with um it's sort of I want to say I don't have any like actual research information for this, but anecdotally, I think it was the game that started the trend of like YouTubers, uh, and then later on, you know, tr- Twitch streamers um, playing horror games and just having the reactions, like the scared reactions, and that being a popular thing.
1: I've heard that that actually is the game that started PewDiePie, right?
2: Uh it is entirely possible that that is the case because, yeah, I feel like that's true. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I mean,
2: but yeah, it was uh, and again, like with the like, ooh, scary reaction, you know, things that people do, which, you know, to be fair, is very entertaining. It's entertaining to watch people be terrified, Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. But uh, so so what amnesia does, it's kind of that I mean, so many games afterward have done this thing is like the not only like building the atmosphere, Arguably until the third act, but at least in that first beginning section, which is what would, you know, turn people away as being too scary, is the ambiance of the castle. Um, you know, the music played into that, like little scripted moments, like a breeze blowing a door open. Like it wasn't really a jump scare, but you were like, huh, because you were already kind of scared. Uh, later on, it adds in the monsters. And in some places, the monsters are not actually there. You see them as the player, but they don't, they're not actually spawned there. Hmm. Um, because you can run at them and they disappear. Speedrunning tactics. So you have the monsters, and of course, then the monsters will chase you, and that's super scary, and then you have to go hide, and it does have that hide mechanic where, like, you know, get out of sight, break line of sight, hide. But then the other half of it is that when you're in the dark, you your sanity is drained, much like Phasmophobia, but you end up with, like, uh, Um, screen effects that let you know, like, your vision starts to wobble. Um, It looks like bugs are crawling across the screen, which is absolutely terrifying, because especially if you're like, oh, my God, is there an actual bug on my screen? Um, (laughs) And I can punch your monitor. Uh, (laughs) You know, Um, and things like that. You hear noises and things like that. So I think phasmophobia does a lot of similar things with building that ambiance and that atmosphere to be scary. Um, Having little things happen that aren't really jump scares, but they're unsettling. And then always having that fear that the quote monster, in this case, the ghost is, is always looking for you. And at any moment it can choose to chase you. And then you're going to be in deep shit and you've got to get away. You know what I mean? If you want to survive, yeah, it does a lot of the same stuff. And, I guess you could argue that in fact it, it takes that those core ideas and then puts it into a game without any real story uh, because the way that you keep going forward in amnesia is that there is a story that the player character Daniel um is try like has no memory and tr- is is like going through this castle like trying to find a way out but also trying to figure out what the hell has happened that he doesn't remember anything. He's left notes for himself that is very cryptic. You know, what's going on in this place? And what is this weird slime stuff that's chasing him? Uh, Also, the water monster in that is just so scary. So scary. (laughs) But um, the ghosts uh, in Phasmophobia, I think, are a lot like that water monster because you can't see them until they choose to somehow show themselves. And then it's like, (laughs) you know they're there, but you can't see them. (laughs) <laughs> and you don't know if they're looking at you or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 100% yeah, right. that's accurate.
2: Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it does a lot of similar stuff, and, and I think uh, just bringing in the multiplayer component, having a, a level of interaction with the game that you don't normally get in a video game, uh, that just, like, brings it up, as we talked about earlier, that just the engagement with the with the text, if you will, is, is just that much greater uh, yeah. because of that. Because like, you're no longer just like, oh, I'm moving through a space and trying to accomplish a goal. It's you're, you're actually engaging with the space while you're trying to accomplish a goal.
1: Yeah, you're being forced to hang out in the most dangerous part of the house to accomplish yeah. the goal. You're, but you have to do it willingly, which means mm-hmm. you have to overcome your fear, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it puts you in these, like, basically high-tension high, high tension situations, and uh, you have to manage that, and then, you know, keep your, keep your cool enough that you don't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you can escape, not get caught.
1: I, I have definitely died in this game multiple times, just from a jump scare, which, again, the game doesn't intentionally jump mm-hmm. scare you. It'll just, you know, like, maybe the ghost hunt will start when you don't expect it to and
2: or it just appears in front of you and you're not expecting that (laughs)
1: yep and i had i had a time in the uh uh, one of the smaller houses where the the hunt started and i jumped so severely that it it like spun my mouse around because i have a fairly high dps mouse and so i didn't know which way i was facing and instead of running away from the ghost i panic ran at the ghost That that didn't work out very well.
2: No, that that doesn't doesn't work work out. Yeah. I've I've done many of the like, you know, throwing my mouse because I was so scared. (laughs) Yep. Like, the one time it appeared, and I was supposed to take a picture of the ghost, and the ghost appeared, and it startled me. I wasn't expecting it, and I was like, take a picture! But I, like, threw my mouse at the same time I was clicking the picture button. (laughs) And so I took a picture of the wall, and it was not helpful, and I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I tried to get a picture, but I was too scared. (laughs) Yep.
0: That's entirely the right thing to do, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. And by the way, I looked it up and I don't know if it necessarily, I think it launched his career, but yeah, PewDiePie mm. basically, yeah, that's uh, Amnesia is essentially, I think the game he started that like yeah. really kickstarted his career. So there you go.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, it's uh, probably very similar. Uh-huh. Lots of parallels to be drawn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Psycho does after this. I
0: know, right? I'm, I'm excited to see what the <laughs> Twitch streamers that do Phasmophobia end up kind of growing into after mm-hmm. they eventually exhaust mm-hmm. phasmophobia because they're all very good but
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah. yeah kind of on that note of digging into it deeper do we want to potentially do another episode of just like how phasmophobia stacks up against other horror games we played or more impressions or just us gushing more i don't know
1: uh maybe i think it would be kind of i don't know if people would want to listen to this or not but i it'd be kind of fun to record a phasmophobia stories <laughs>
0: yeah we could absolutely do that
2: you guys have some great stories uh <laughs> stuff that's happened i might be biased but oh, I think some of these stories are absolutely like hilarious but also when you think about it like that's terrifying <laughs> yep
1: they're always terrifying in the moment it's after we survive or don't yeah. that they become funny <laughs>
2: true yeah it's like oh we could laugh about it now that it's over wait Uh you decided to hide in the ghost room
0: why
1: Uh, i can't believe that word neither can i
0: (laughs) well okay uh well why don't we kind of use this as a good spot to kind of cut this a little short and then we just do another episode of talking about phasmophobia then
3: yeah sure
1: yeah we can we can do a uh fanboy fangirls gush over great game but <laughs> not very constructive i mean basically what we're doing right now but yeah even less constructive yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i'm down okay
0: more like a, a love letter yes yeah I, I will second the love letter idea oh yeah well okay
1: maybe uh maybe our 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 fan base should let us know if they want to hear that
0: yeah you have a anyway all three of (laughs) them i was gonna make that joke if you build it they will come i was gonna make that joke but i was like "Ah, no i probably shouldn't (laughs) bad about making that joke but i see the numbers so i could probably get around with that joke but i really shouldn't (laughs)
1: hey there's at least three people that listen to us right probably i hope so Uh, I hope it's
2: just not (laughs) the three of us listening to (laughs) it. Well, I was going to say, there's at least three. (laughs) (laughs) There's at least three. Fair. Perhaps a couple more beyond that occasionally, I don't know. Yep.
0: (laughs) Absolutely true. Awesome. Before we sign off, I guess we should do pluggables. Where where can they find you, Devin?
2: Oh my god, they can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, And twitch.tv at Lady Merrowiff. And don't you do another performance podcast? I do. I do. Uh, You can also see me (laughs) in a uh, Vampire the Masquerade uh, actual play streamed game on McStabber Studios, uh, Windy City After Dark. Ah. Uh, We will be, uh, we're on a, at the time of this recording, we're on a season hiatus, but season three will be starting in June. So uh, if uh, actual plays are your thing, or um, you, you like Vampire the Masquerade, uh, you should check it out, because it's awesome, and uh, my co-players are amazing, and all the characters are great, uh, and shit about to go down, I could tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> the story's getting really tense, so. And how about you, Tom? Um,
1: I am on uh, primarily Instagram and occasionally on YouTube, both under the same name which is tamakaze T O M A K Z E. And uh I think theoretically you can also find me on Twitter there, but I'm pretty sure I haven't tweeted in months. So probably not.
3: That's okay. (laughs) You're not (laughs) missing
1: but if you're interested in any car content I that's mostly what my uh Instagram and YouTube are about. I've got an LS swapped Nissan hardbody that I've been posting videos semi-regularly-ish on and doing Instagram stuff about car audio and whatnot. So please check me out.
0: Cool. As always, people can find me on Twitter at JC Siron. I do a number of really stupid jokes about game design and relating to it. And if you want to follow the developments of the game I'm working on currently, that's the best place to find it. I'm also on H.I.O. as J.C. Siron as well, if you wanted to actually play the games I'm, I've been building.
1: It's a cool game, actually. Like, genuinely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> when it uh, hits a larger release, I'll be able to get more people into it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, we've been the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. (sighs) Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs)